I did not hit her. It's not true. Oh, hi, Mark. Anyway, how is your sex life? You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks, your weekly movie review podcast. I am your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Greg, and our producer, Shasti. Hey, hey. Yep. We are reviewing possibly the greatest movie ever this <laughs> week. Yes. The Room. <laughs> this movie came out in 2003. It was directed by Tommy Wiseau. It had a budget of $6 million. And a box office return of one thousand nine hundred dollars. <laughs> Did you say six million dollars? Then one thousand. Oh man, this is gonna oh, be. Oh man, yeah. So <laughs> just a box office hit there. Just how? What do you do with all that money? Six, I, uh, I mean, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just swimming in it right now. I guess. Um, yeah. So this is uh, this is definitely an indie film. Written, directed, and produced by Tommy himself. And uh, the other main star, Greg Sestro, who plays Mark, was the line director. So he was involved with like script and stuff. Hmm. Uh, so very much an in-house production as much as, as much as they could keep it. They had to hire out a crew uh, for a lot of the other stuff. But where Tommy could be in control, he was in control. And you get and that right off the bat. Because it shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes through the credits written directed produced by and mm-hmm. then automatically shoving himself into a sex scene yeah yeah this movie starts <laughs> this movie starts with a sex scene. his sex scene. yeah oh yeah. my goodness yeah and uh it's very uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's you can tell he doesn't know how to act yes. and there's a couple other things in this movie that you're not sure he knows and how to right, do. right he doesn't right. know how to do <laughs> doesn't know how to throw a football oh man <laughs> don't get me started on the football stuff i would so. honestly say he's probably better at throwing a football <laughs> than any of the aforementioned <laughs> oh the best movie uh, ever so greg yes we've talked a little bit mm-hmm. off mic but this was your first time seeing this movie yeah. right yep Give it to me full bore. What did you think? All right, going through the process. First, um, I was like, how does the title correlate with the film, The Room? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they stayed in that red room. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff would happen. And then they started to venture out. The flower shop, upstairs to the roof, here and there. I'm like, the room doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. So title sucks. Yeah. Um, also, I was angry for a lot of this because <laughs> of, until I, in my brain, I had to turn off whatever connectors that are going through one's mind as watching a decent film yeah and realize this is for fun yeah and then once i created in my mind that <laughs> hey i like this movie then it was it was a fun flick but overall angry yeah. at first settled in um there's a lot to talk about you know because mm-hmm. do i think that this movie holds a place yeah yes but the wrong place it's like y- what yeah. not to do it's yeah. like the writer's book of what not to do kind of thing totally. um and throughout that, I mean, there's a lot of filler. Like we talked about the football scenes where mm-hmm. none of them play football or know how to <clears> throw a football. Um, just overall people that there's no mention of. All of a sudden, the best friend shows up who's a psychologist. And, yeah, Peter. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then the overdubbing or whatever the hell's going on with yeah. Wasau's with, with voice there. Like, I'm so confused by why. I, I'm, <laughs> it looks like you're watching a foreign film because nothing comes across the right way. So it's like they had to yeah. restep and redo everything. So, yes, this movie... It's a roller coaster yeah. for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> that's that, that's yeah. my take. So this this movie's iconic for a lot of reasons. Like this is the definition of a cult, of a cult film. So 
when like, it first came people, out and it was like doing like cult the, film, like everybody died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to kill yourself. <laughs> the uh, when it, when he was trying to do the the festival circuit, people thought it was a comedy. Right. So it very much like how Birdemic was seen as as a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were laughing, and Tommy was just couldn't understand it, and he was he was, he was upset. Um, That's great. But it's, it's because like of those rod. things you're talking about, where like the the ADR or the the post production like voiceover. So ADR refers to typically either background audio or audio that has to be re-recorded after filming. And in in every situation where it was used, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's either cut too close. Like there's a scene in the flower shop where they have like five lines in the Mm -hmm. span of a second Mm -hmm. and a half. And And nothing works. And yeah. And then Tommy is notorious for mumbling. Like even in his interviews, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to understand him because he just he really chews on his words. And they had to re-record a lot of his stuff so it doesn't match up with his lips moving. And it's, they had to, it's like yeah. you said before, like you can tell he's got enough knowledge to know he needs to mm-hmm. do things like that, but it's like not executed the <laughs> yeah. right way. Like yeah. in that situation, even at the flower shop, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to have to like do that moving forward, you mm-hmm. would just get room noise. Yeah. Because even with nobody talking, yeah. every room yep, sounds yep. a little different. Yeah. Once you start doing and also any any ADR work at all, mm-hmm. it goes from having that that one sound to being in a booth or something yeah. dead silent. Right. So that's like in my ears, just like perk up here. That it's just like oh yeah. My there's God. no there's no yeah. ambient sound. And, and I want to add that that flower shop scene was not necessarily <laughs> unnecessary in the whole movie. I mean, just like these characters are. It's just very frustrating to me. But it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But and it's like that's the best scene. You know? it is. <laughs> hey, puppy, you're my best it's, customer. That's the charm of this wonderful. He's holding sure. the flowers like an asshole. Like he's never bought in a woman. Yeah, before, right. you know, he holds them upside down at one point. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Like, even in the car. It's like, <laughs> okay, buddy. Obviously, your sex scenes aren't weird enough where it's like belly button time, but it's <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and it, like Shasti said, like Tommy clearly understands film as an amateur, but not enough to pull off an amateur film. Mm-hmm. So like he he knows he needs establishing shots. So you see all these these shots of San Francisco and 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 the outdoors and stuff, but they they either linger too long <laughs> yeah. or they don't there. fit. Yeah, it's like oh we're like gonna show the full they're, house. They're establishing the, house, the wrong uh, thing. Home, you know, it's just like there's that scene of him ah, getting the. <laughs> right. Oh great! There's scene of him getting the the newspaper, and yeah. then the next scene is not in the house. Yeah, yeah. So, it's all over the place. It's, he he knows this stuff belongs in the film. He just doesn't know where it goes. To be honest, I felt bad for the guy for the most part. It's like you really put this out <laughs> six million dollars for a thousand dollar return. Well, I'd be willing to bet he's broken even on it now. Maybe now, because like they they do still have showings. Like when I was in college, yeah, no, I heard this movie that. came out in 03. When I was in college, I think I watched this movie like spring of 2010 it was my freshman year mm. so it was my se- it was my second semester freshman year we went to uh, a local theater that was showing it and my professor was like all right everybody needs to bring plastic spoons spoons yeah and every time somebody leaves a door open you have to shout shut the door <laughs> so like there's these there's these cultural things that go along with the movie so it's a drinking game for Essentially. like the ages. yeah holy yeah crap. <laughs> but then after after we we have this experience he dr gross is like all right what did he get right? Like anybody can point out what he did ding, wrong. Ding, what did he do right? Ding, 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 and like it, <laughs> he he knows that establishing sp- shots exist. So like that's one thing. Like the very opening of the movie when he's doing the credits, yeah, uh, that's not bad. And then the the 
spoiler alert for this nearly 20 year old movie uh when tommy or when johnny dies that scene is probably the best shot scene in the 100%, whole movie because it's, it's the proper not only because the movie is emotional over but yeah. yes you're yeah. right as, as far as camera shots go it's the best one in the whole movie 100 mm-hmm. and you get that yeah and then but you know the funny thing about that scene the movie should have ended there but then they bring denny back in and yeah. denny's this weird little kid who comes in the movie and it's like hey i like to watch you guys have sex and yeah like, oh we love yeah. you denny it's just was, the weirdest thing ever. my next point i was gonna get because you said like uh you, you can sit around and say what he did wrong what did he do right mm-hmm. and i would say that um the one thing he did that no other filmmaker has made was make a character as creepy as Denny. like by far the <laughs> right. creepiest character in, in history like he went he went yeah. uh, 100%. Well, fair enough and, uh, i, I never would have thought of that the second one yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, Johnny, you expect to be weird, but Denny. Yeah. Now that I think I about it, like, none of Denny's storylines work though. No, like, right, right. They're just they, well, they're they're never finished. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie that I think is based on people in John in in, in Tommy's real life, mm-hmm. and like how how like like Johnny doesn't drink mm-hmm. because Tommy doesn't drink and mm-hmm. Tommy doesn't smoke weed, but yep. uh, they throw it in. You there. know, I mean, we drink. Sometimes so, this is cocktail. We're gonna, <laughs> in honor of in honor of uh, that first drink that, that the, Johnny had, the first red dress. The first, yeah, um, we are having the red dress princess Ooh. martini here on the rocks. So this is uh, one and a half ounces of French Kiss, an ounce of vanilla vodka, and an ounce of pomme liqueur. Give it a quick stir. We're doing it on the rocks, but you can do it in a martini glass. And if you did it uh, in a martini glass, just give it a quick. Uh, uh, lemon twist, and there you have it. All right. Mm. None but booze, baby. So, yeah, that's a slutty drink. Sur- surprising oh. cherry notes. Mm. Surprising cherry notes. Mm. But so so like Johnny doesn't drink, and mm. that's a key point in the movie for no reason, because in the in the climax of the film, he's having champagne. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's this whole plot line of like you know I don't drink mm-hmm. you know why are you trying to get me drunk why are you trying to get me to drink right. and then in the in the in the party scene he's having champagne the whole time mm-hmm. so it it really nullifies all of those points about what he the things in his life that he's trying to avoid right, right. and it's <laughs> I just think like I said Tommy doesn't quite know how to pull a, pull off a movie he doesn't quite know how to put Johnny in a in a party position where he's giving a toast without having him drink. Whereas any any current filmmaker would either just have him be a light drinker or they would have him pass his drink off to Denny. Mm-hmm. Like you almost think he's going to do that. Yeah, and but they, then he takes yep, it away. Yep. He says later. Later. Yeah. Which is weird too. It's like later mm-hmm. when we're in the bedroom. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just that every ounce of this movie is weird. Yeah. And it's glorious. Some would say it's so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrible, but it holds a very special place in film history. Like it's it's more memorable than, than things like Birdemic, because number one of the effect it had on the audience. Number two, Tommy kept like marketing it as a real movie, like a, like a, this is a drama. This is the best thing yeah. that's ever been made. Yeah. So he was taking out. Yeah. You're, he was taking out uh, billboards. Billboards yeah. in San Francisco for years after yeah. this that's for like crazy. hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars a week. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. On top of the six mil. That's right. insane. Like that was outside of his marketing yeah. budget. So like this, and nobody knows where he got his money. 
Like it's it's his whole life. He's is definitely a the international inter, international man of mystery. Well, he was like, no, where's he from? Where did he get his money? What did he do with this movie? A thousand dollars? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he he clearly put that thousand dollars back into uh, billboards. <laughs> well, you know, I was I, I was reading where I saw I can't remember, but um, he lost his production cast like one or two times, right? Twice. For, yeah. Twice. Because they were just like, you're making a shitty movie, basically. And I think once for he wouldn't he wouldn't like spring for bottled water and food. Yeah. Yeah, so Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, the first time yeah. they quit was because he was being anal retentive, and he was he was like overbearing on on the uh, the assistant director, and uh, so everybody walked off set. And the <laughs> second time it was because they're filming this in the middle of the summer in San Francisco, and everybody like on set has to wear suits for this particular <laughs> scene. And people are almost fainting from dehydration, and he wouldn't go <laughs> and get water. all the football playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very strenuous moment. So everybody left. So it was wow. just it was just Greg and Tommy, and Greg went out, and he's like, look, we're just going to get these people water. We're going to get everybody back. Mm. We're going to start again tomorrow. And he was able to, like, you got to give Tommy credit. He was able to sweet talk the entire crew into coming back twice. You think that was uh, overdubbed, too? <laughs> Come he on, did it, Lisa. He did it in real life, Lisa. and then he had so he, he went oh, back. Hi, and, hi guys. <laughs> what are you thinking about, man? You're tearing me apart, Lisa. So that whole relationship mm-hmm. with him and Lisa. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because I mean, Lisa obviously was villain the main show, hardcore. yes, for sure. But I mean, <laughs> when you're dating a guy like with, like like Johnny, it's like, oh uh, well. But you shouldn't have gotten that anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, I I think. I think it's kind of clear that this dra- the final draft of this movie is somewhat based on a real relationship. Like it it's just too disjointed to be entirely made up. You're saying Tommy was so got burned. I think so. Yeah, it seems like yeah, that. I think that it way. feels like when he first came to the states, even though he claims he was born here, when he first came at least to San Francisco, he was in a relationship that didn't go well and this is him getting over it. But I can see it. you know, <laughs> That's just my take on it, because there were three other drafts of this movie. There's a draft of this movie where uh, Tom, where, where Johnny is a vampire. Now, that makes so much so, more sense. You know, <laughs> we should have stuck with that one. Is that, that why the title doesn't match, because there were so many drafts? Or? Yeah, so the, the first the first draft uh, is where they got the title, and it was okay. more of a play. And then as things progressed and as the, as the script changed, they, they held on to the title, but the story changed, so it wasn't okay. primarily in it that flies front away row. in the yeah. end for this case. That makes way more sense that way, for sure. And I, I wonder how many elements of the vampire script are still in this version. <laughs> like, that'd be, it'd be glorious to see, like, what came out of that draft. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? I don't know what... <laughs> I'm, I'm still at... And sh- shell shocked from this movie basically because it ruined. I, my yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and like my I, thought process of critically <laughs> watching a movie. It's like I had to literally twist my brain to watch this. The rest of this movie, I know it's not yeah. the same for everyone, but yeah. Well, and and it's I brought this movie to the table for two reasons. The first is you guys know I love terrible movies, <laughs> and the second was the first time I saw this movie, I had to watch it in, with a critical eye. This mm. was probably the first. Well, one of the one of the first, if not the first, movies that I watched critically and was was consciously breaking down the elements of film and trying to understand its place in culture and in film history, and you know the craft. 
so it it holds a very special place for me, and right. I know it holds a special place for a lot of people because that theater was fucking packed. Really? It was yeah, it was slammed. Really? It was not. It's an funny empty you say seat. that because I also uh, was listening to somebody say that every the first Saturday of every month that they play this movie, mm-hmm. people show up with their spoons like you were mm-hmm. talking about and everything, and just. Loving it. And yeah. It just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's like a dream game for people that don't drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, so that kind of wraps it up for me. Greg, do you have any last thoughts before no. we hit uh, Taco Scores? No, you put me uh, put me on blast right away, and I gave all, <laughs> all, all I had to say uh, right up front. So, All right. Excellent. I don't think anybody needs to watch this. but <laughs> I think everyone needs to watch this. I think everyone should watch The Room. I mean, if you got nothing to do. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, it's it's available on YouTube, or I've got the DVD if you want to borrow it. Can't so, you the DVD? You're, oh yeah, I had to have this movie. <laughs> I had to. Um, so that said, here at Sippable Opinions, we like to rate our movies out of 100 tacos, zero being the worst, 100 being the best. Greg, <laughs> out of 100 tacos, what do you give this cinematic masterpiece? Okay, so since we are judging cinematic masterpiece. I give this movie 10 tacos out of 100 because that's about as many seconds that I could stay with it. And the end scene was about 10 seconds. So 10 out of 100, 1 to 10, 1 out of 10. That's my score. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shasti, what's your uh, taco score? Um, Would you say 10? Yeah. I'll give it 35. I'll give it 40. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's that bad. I, uh, I, I, maybe I'm, 35. Maybe I go back to 35. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back to Final answer. Final answer. I'm, I'm closer to where, where Shasti I'm kind of in the middle of where Shasti is. I'm gonna, I give this a 37. All right. This is a 37. Uh, I have seen worse. And, I mean, there are Leprechaun movies that are worse than this. So. <laughs> Dude, Leprechaun in the Hood is way better than yeah. this. Well, I didn't say Leprechaun <laughs> okay. in the Hood. I did Leprechaun back in the Hood, though. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's leprechaun movies that are that are not as well put together as this. So just for that, this being put together basically by two people, I gotta give it a little bit of grace and say, not the worst thing I've ever seen. Now let's take let's take a look at well yeah, you don't watch bad movies. You do. <laughs> let's take a look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes and see what they have to say. Alright, so we have a twenty-three from critics and a forty-seven from audiences. That's a... Uh, Surprising interesting split. Yeah. Interesting split. Um, I thought the critic score would be lower and the audience score would be a little higher, but makes sense. Makes sense. Well, it's probably just Tommy. Tommy was so like right. doing his, his, <laughs> hitting it a million times, like from different things. <laughs> he's a writer, director, producer. So he's got, like, he's got like forty accounts. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a critic. He's yeah. three different yeah. titles. <laughs> um, audience, listeners, watchers. Hop down in the comments and let us know your taco score for The Room. Let us know if you agree with us, and if you don't, tell us why. That said, you know all the good stuff, the like, the subscribe, the Patreon, all that stuff will be down in the description. Grego, Shasti, thank you for going on this journey with me. I've been wanting to watch this movie since we started this show. I appreciate it. <laughs> and for everybody watching and listening, thank you, and we've got to say goodbye. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa! How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer.